his first run and a good one. Williams outside, 15, keeps his feet, and Williams finds the end zone, and he is in for a touchdown. On second down, here's a toss. Here is Lucas. Jalen Lucas, that great speed, keeps his feet inside the 30. Lucas, 10, 5, touchdown, Indiana. It's Henderson cutting back and finding the end zone. Touchdown, Indiana. Welcome to episode 181 of maybe the last known as LEO podcast podcast presented by Big Banter. Uh, I'm your host, Michael Bragg. You can follow me on Twitter. It's at Braggley, B-R-A-G-G-L-E-Y. I'm here with my co-host, Brandon. You can follow him on Twitter at Brandon Dubich. Brandon spelled traditionally Dubich, D-U-B-I-C-H. Uh, what's up, Brando? Well, just got done um, with a three-hour Scorsese movie that is the Boiler Express podcast. You guys can check out uh, my thoughts on that game there. Scorsese um, makes good movies. I can't imagine that podcast is any good. That's a, that's a good one. <laughs> um, but I, I'm jazzed up now. Like I wasn't pumped about this game, but now I don't see... There's only one way that IU loses this game, and, and we can talk about it. Um, there's every other way IU wins this game and I'm, I'm excited to, to break it down with the ends. Yeah. And, uh, due to the fact that I looked at my phone and had 43 text messages regarding this game, the majority of which coming from unread text messages and coming from the guy known as producer Seth, he is on permanent suspension. Well, temporary suspension, I guess, um, from the podcast. So he's not going to be with us tonight, but you can block him, which you should do. Uh, sooner rather than later at say top five s-e-t-a-h-5 i can't imagine what he's doing on twitter celebrating what is one of the other worthless uh preseason tournaments that his basketball team has won uh, basketball games in november don't matter absolutely nothing exactly um and yeah so there you go. Isn't doesn't IU hold the record or is tied with Kansas or something for most Maui's? And what does that mean for us? God, it doesn't matter at all. So and it's not even in Maui, so it shouldn't count anyway. Right. Yeah. But. Uh, yeah. So there you go. He's not going to be here, which is probably good news for everybody. Uh, also, good news for everybody. Our shirts, which Brandon's wearing one of them, um, are on sale. They're on sale. Black Friday sale. They've been on the same price the whole time, actually. But um, 15 bucks. it's pretty easy. Nice little easy Christmas gift um, to uh, to send out the send out the year and possibly the LEO podcast on a, on a high. So everyone's uh, like, everyone's out. like, what do I get for this white elephant? What do I get for this gag gift? Get this. This yeah. is hilarious. Yeah, this is very, very funny. But it's a very nice, very nice shirt. I wear so it, comfortable. Yeah, I wear it a lot as like a, like an undershirt. Like if I go with the quarter zip, I'll throw that in. Yeah, yeah. piece of cake. Um, so yeah, check that out again. That's uh, BragleyProductions.com backslash shop or something like that or LEO podcast or podcastleo.com. Whatever, it'll be in the show notes. Uh, Instagram also follow us there. It's at podcast leo. Uh, so you can look at pictures that I post with the podcast. We don't really do anything else there yet. Um, eventually we'll do some live stuff and, and record some podcasts, do some clips and all the other fun stuff. Whenever we get a chance, as long as our, our co-hosts aren't being, you know, taken up by the other podcasts for you know an hour and a half. So, um, check out our Patreon. It's $3 a month. Uh, I can't imagine the dumb things you people do with 
at least $3 a month. And it couldn't get any dumber than spending it on the OEO podcast. And what you do with that is you get 20% off your merchandise. So we're already super marked down merchandise right now. You get an additional 20% off that with an exclusive code and a free OEO podcast sticker exclusive to Patreon. So check that out as well. Um, we will have some cool stuff going on in the off season. We have a bunch of stuff that we cannot talk about that we could put on on Patreon for you guys to hear about uh, in yeah, the off season. So. Every Patreon member will get the information that we know, and none of you else will. We know stuff that others don't know. Yeah, so this is this is real. This isn't this isn't just us begging for three dollars. None of us need the three dollars. Yeah, don't need it. Um, but but I know you all want to know, so do it, yeah. do it. Yeah. So there you go. And then um, yeah, we'll hop right in. So we've we've kind of already teased it a little bit. If you guys haven't read the title, this game's about the Purdue game, which is the twelfth game and final game of the season, as is tradition. Uh, we play for what's known as the old oaken bucket in this game. Um, Purdue holds the all-time series lead seventy-six to forty-two. Um, majority of that damage done with i don't know against coaches such as uh jerry dinardo uh, bill lynch um people like that so if they want to hang their high their head high and and throw a banner up for that congratulations good job um so yeah then we got six ties thrown in there we haven't had one of those for a long time but those are there um this game is going to take place saturday which is a traditional college football day which we will have football tomorrow we will have football Friday, we will have football Saturday. I believe we have college football on Sunday. And I will be watching with Seth. And he yes, agreed to watch Seth. a football game with me. Yeah. The Purdue football game with me. Yeah. And you get to watch it in his very IUE basement. His wife and IU alum. Uh, this will take place at Ross Aid Stadium in stinky West Lafayette, Indiana. Um, it literally smells. So that's why I was saying that. Uh, again, if it's not if it's IU football, you can find it on Big Ten Network at noon. Uh, that's what we do right now. Purdue given a three and a half point line. I think it opened at two and a half. So for some reason, people are throwing money at Purdue, um, probably without watching there, either one there, of these two teams. There's a reason why. There's a oh, reason. Okay. Do we want to wait talk wait about to it? it? Not yet. Hudson cards play. Why? Who cares? Um, Apparently Vegas. <laughs> I guess I'm not sure he's worth a half. Well, I mean, is he worth a half point? So, so I mean, I guess, I guess my point is like, we saw what happened when, oh my God, uh, Mordecai didn't play. Right. Yeah. The line shifted. We saw when Altmeyer didn't play the line shifted. Like, I think money is coming in on Purdue because cards playing. Yeah. Which is providing context, just providing context. Brandon, he's not good. Gun we have head. the better. We have the better quarterback. There it is. We, we, I was going to say, gun to head. Who are you taking? The, you're taking Soresby. You're taking Soresby. Not even gun to head. You don't even before you even get it out. I'm telling you, I'm taking Soresby. Um, let's Who go has through three years of eligibility left. I feel like he's been in college forever. Card? Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's how many Soresby's got. I know. Well, after this year, I guess. Um, okay, let's go through their schedule. A Super embarrassing, weird loss to Fresno State at home to open this the season. Let's check Fresno State's schedule just to see how embarrassing. Now they're eight and three. They're fifth in the Mountain West, if that makes a difference. Um, they beat Virginia Tech in what was just a weird game, I think, in general. 
Uh, if I get it right, I believe they were up 17 nothing on Virginia Tech, 17-17 at some point, and then they came back and won in a game that was delayed six hours due to weather. They lost to a really bad Syracuse team now. Uh, they lost to Wisconsin by three touchdowns. Who beat Wisconsin? We did. That's why I threw in the three touchdowns thing. But then they also beat Illinois by four touchdowns, and we lost to Illinois. Um, they lost to Iowa. They lost to Ohio State. They lost to Nebraska. They lost to Michigan. They beat Minnesota somehow. And, like, I mean, beat them pretty good. And then they lost at Northwestern last week. So, three and eight, just as we are. Much more impressive wins, I would say, right? At Virginia Tech, Illinois, Minnesota, more impressive than Indiana State, Akron, Wisconsin. But you don't get points. You for don't. Who you, like, who cares? But their losses are way worse. Way worse. Um, meaning, like, more blowouty games than they than we what we've had. So, uh, I mean, considering the last two games have come down to the final possession, and I think um, a total of I mean, a total stinks because of that touchdown in overtime, but one possession games uh, where we lost it on ourselves by dumb dumb mistakes. So, um, yeah, let's get right into what we do, and that is if I can get back over there, we're gonna break down the opponent. Um. I don't know his name. Ryan Walters is that his name? Head coach. Ooh, do you, do you Ryan, want some? Do you want some? Do you want some tea? Do you want some tea? So they Frank on their call, who is a Steelers fan. Frank is Frank oh, is pretty awesome that's on why there. You were there forever. Frank is a Steelers fan. We talked a lot of Kenny Pickett and Matt Canada. Believe it or not, um, on the podcast, so it was riveting for Sounds people. Awful. Um, he asked me, "What is the perception?" of Purdue football from an IU football fans perspective. Pretty good question. Pretty good question. And I asked, what are you? You have Ryan Walters who seemingly wants to be defense, but they're not any good on defense. You have Graham Harrell, who is an air raid guy who only runs the ball. So what the hell is Purdue football? And you know what they were able to tell me? Nothing. We don't know. We don't know. <laughs> generally, they have no dir- like. They're all pretty frustrated with Ryan Walters. To be like, to be fair, um, he yeah. he hasn't he hasn't come out and given them an identity. Um, their fans don't like him. I don't think they they didn't come out and say they didn't like him, but they they were openly frustrated with him. Um, I don't think his year has went very well. I think we've been open that we at least I won't speak for you. You can speak for yourself. I don't think he's a very good coach. Oh, I, I've said the same thing. I don't think so either. I think he's super, um, had a really, really good year with some really, really good players in Illinois, and he's done what you should do, except he's taken what should have been maybe a, a uh, what do they call, not the power five, but the other five? What group do they of call five. Group, group of five. five. Should have probably been a group of five head coaching job, but instead he gets Purdue. So, so they they played the whole like well he's got to get his own players he does he's, he's he got to get his own players but he didn't bring those players into Illinois I'm right. assuming right so what players does he need to it's bring in scheme it's scheme and the scheme doesn't work when you don't have pro players 
Yeah, and their defense, and we'll get to their rankings here in just a minute. Uh, their defense is one of the most confusing things I've ever had to look up in my in my life. It is, and we'll tell you why here in a minute. But yeah, I agree with you. Tough start. I think he needs what he's probably got a four or five year contract. I think he needs maybe another year before you can totally Where are they judge at him. Cruton. Where are they at with Cruton? They're doing hmm. pretty good. I think they're doing pretty good. Are I mean, they? If you're, look, if you're looking it up, I'll let you do it. But I think they're doing pretty good. Now they don't have a Timmy Carpenter. And we might not either <laughs> at some point. No, he said he was but, still committed, at least when we lost the OC. I don't know if that Well, happened. I'm I think there's I'm talking about somebody else. Um, you know, we're, we can we're, say we're, it. We were pretty open. Wait, yeah, they, 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 they are doing pretty good. You know, composite not. ranked ranked 50, 50. They have 28. Five, they have five four stars, Michael. Yeah. Wide receiver. Safety, five, quarterback, safety. They got a couple safeties coming in. A couple safeties coming in. Hitting Texas still. I don't get it. Purdue with the Texas ties is, is so weird to me. Um, Dang. Yeah, they're doing all right. They're doing okay in the re- in the recruiting oh, side. Oh, but, but we know it doesn't mean anything. So they have, they have a quarterback from this opposing school in Friday Night Lights. Yeah, it's Midland. Hit it, Midland Lee. Midland. Mid- yep. Well, this is just Midland, but in the in the movie, it's Midland Lee. Oh. Let's see who this guy. I mean, this guy's got. I mean, this guy's a, a Big Twelve, Pac twelve quarterback. That's what it looks like. He's got Miami. Had a little interest in him. I'm trying to see where he anyway, visited. Anyway, so my he's he's doing well in recruiting, but his first season has not went well. I think is was where I was going with that one. Yeah. If it tells you anything, Michigan State didn't even offer on this guy. They were interested, didn't offer. We and did. they have great quarterbacks. Let me we tell you. We offered him. We offered him. But who we was, don't need him. Who was the one Purdue quarterback that transferred to Northern Illinois? Rudy or Brock or I don't know something. that one. Lewerke. Ryan Lewerke? Yeah. That guy was terrible. Yeah. He's not good. But remember the last four-star quarterback they brought in that wasn't Hudson Card? Malik Is he even Carr. there anymore? Oh, it yeah. was Malik Carr, and he just beat us as a tight end. So with a, with a different team, not with that team. Okay, let's get right into it. Let's talk about their offense a little bit. Um, you're going to know a lot about what their offense is going to do. I think a lot of people that listen to this podcast know a decent amount of Purdue and what they do. Um, a weird kind of gunslinging uh it's super indecisive, bad decision-making quarterback, and but playmaking quarterback, um, and then a pretty good running back uh, in Maccabi. But let's break down their and their, Tracy and Tracy. Yeah, Tracy. Well, whatever. Uh, we'll talk about their total offense real quick, and then I'll let you talk about some of their players. Uh, total offense are seventy-third in the country. Scoring offense ninety-third in the country. Twenty-two points per game. Um, this was I went and picked out a couple outside stats we don't usually talk about kind of where they're really bad or really good they are 90th in the country in turnovers they turn the ball over a lot that's what killed them against syracuse that's what killed them against fresno state it's killed them a lot throughout the big 10 18 turnovers in 11 games that's eight fumbles and 10 interceptions um so they do turn the ball over a lot we as a defense kind of middle of the road as far as getting the turnovers. Um, but I think that could be a big part in uh, 
in this game. Tell me what you know about their offense or what you learned in the last, you know, whatever six hours of your life that you spent on their podcast. Um, yeah, basically, I mean, they got a two headed monster in Maccabee and Tracy Jr. Um, they're both uh, seniors. Um, I think Tracy's been in college. I think he was there when I was there. Oh, Maccabee's only a sophomore. What the heck am I talking about? Maccabee will be there for a while. Um, Maccabee's got 765 yards and six touchdowns. Uh, Tracy has 668 yards and eight touchdowns. Um, they're really good, but remind me what Blake Corum did against IU, Michael. Um, I don't remember. Not, not much. very, not very much. What did, what remind did, me what, what the two guys at Ohio State did against IU. Not much. What did what did Nick Singleton do against IU? Not much. Not much. So like that's what these the Boiler Express guys kept hammering. They're like, "Well, you guys are seventy six against the run. Seventy six is not bad." I was like, I was like, yeah, because we lost to a a wombat, right? Yeah. Like a wombat and and, and love kind of killed us uh in illinois but it, it, he just ran for 200 yards i think again this week reggie loves love really good reggie loves really good um so i i would lean we have more experience of our rush defense being good than our rush defense being bad that's not what i'm worried about i'm worried about burks um he's a guy that can absolutely he's got a long of 65 he can depth Definitely, or along of 84, he can definitely spread out. He's got seven touchdowns on the year. Um, he has the size of uh, a wide receiver that we've struggled with, and I joke with that because, I mean, he's small. <laughs> um, he's only 5'10", 5'11". Um, he reminds me a lot of Thrash from from Louisville. Yeah. Um, he's the guy that I'm worried about that that could, you know, um, they Graham Harrell could scheme this up to just get him on on one of our inexperienced corners, and it could be, uh, you know, goodbye. So, uh, like I said, everyone's going to talk about the run game. I'm looking at the pass game uh, as something that we need to be concerned about, only because guys named Caton Hauser and John Paddock have recently tore us up. Hudson Card is at least Caton Hauser. Um, which which should worry the yeah. IU fan base. Yeah, but do they have the same offensive line? I think is is the big problem. We knew Illinois had a really good offensive line. They, they've had a really good offensive line for three years time. Now, right? Yeah. Um yeah. I'm just looking because I felt like this was really they were really low on this. Um maybe that was Illinois because I just saw Illinois. I was trying to see how many sacks they've given up. IU 71st in the country, Purdue tied. So we've given up about two sacks. We give up both teams give up about two sacks per game. So here, here's the thing that I found out on this podcast. They are 121st in the red zone. Yeah. I feel like that is great for us because I feel like when teams get to the red zone, it's an automatic touchdown. So if they're really bad at it, that is advantage IU. Right? Yeah. So there, there's a funny, there's a funny thing here. Um, so if you go look at third down percentage defense, um, so basically what your what you do against teams on third down, IU, I want to say they were so they're fifty first in the country, right? So they give up about thirty percent of the time. 
pretty good. 35% of the time. Um, it's one thing we're going to talk about here with Purdue coming up because they, they're the opposite. So I think where you come into the, the red zone part, I want to look at red zone defense. I feel like we're pretty good at red zone defense. Maybe not. Maybe I'm just thinking a little crazy here. I am. I'm thinking a little crazy. We're not even top 50. So, um, yeah, man, red zone. If they struggle in the red zone, then that's that's great. Guess who number two is in Louisville, of course. God dang it. No, we're bad. We're bad in the red zone, actually. So, um, yeah, yeah, that's cool. All right. Pretty that's really bad podcasting. I unplugged all my stuff. Were you talking this whole time, or was I just talking and you were just fixing your Technical stuff? difficulties? Um, tough Technical difficulties. That's okay. We'll take it. Um. What was I going to say? Garrett Miller. Did they talk about him at all? Not at all. Enlighten me who he's a tight end, a tall tight end. They didn't talk about him. Not a single bit. Okay. Which, which just is the same which way is... we didn't talk about Malik Carr last week uh, because no, so... he was irrelevant before that game. <laughs> he's six, five. He's not incredible. I think he's like the fifth or sixth leading receiver on the team. He has two catches a game. Yeah, nothing great, but it's a tight end against IU. So one thing I would be concerned about is the swing pass with Maccabee. Yeah, he's dangerous out of the backfield. He's got, he what, is. 18 catches? Is a long of 28. Yeah, and, and Tyrone Tracy, a former wide receiver, moved to running back. I mean, the running back catching the ball out of the, out of the backfield would be a, a tough thing for IU. So, okay, let's move on to their defense. Uh, I can't wait to hear what they hyped up about their defense um, other than the fact that they still have a Carl Loftus floating around out there somewhere. Total defense, 77th in the country uh, scoring defense, 99th, just for perspective. You may be thinking, wow, that's terrible. They give up 30 points a game. Are you 97th? So right there, right. Same, there. same. Um, so they we didn't talk about over under. Hold on. What was our over under on this game? 53 and a half. half. This is an over don't, game. Don't say the H word this week. Um, bet it. Don't say the H. Oh yeah, yeah, action. Yeah, because that's what they do. Yeah. Uh, let me get through the stats real quick. Thirty points per game. Uh, this is a good stat for them. They're eighth in the country at three sacks per game, so they do attack the uh, quarterback pretty well. The one thing that they don't do is they can't stop teams on third down. Out of one hundred and thirty-three teams, they are one hundred and sixth. Forty-four percent of the time, you're picking up a first down on third down. So Brandon, break it down. So basically they said their secondary is completely beat up. They have literal no linebackers left, but they have two edge rushers. Tell me if you've heard this stat before. I'm not a big stat guy, so it's not surprising that I haven't heard of it, but they have two of the top five edge rushers in havoc rating. Do you know that was a thing? Yeah, you heard, yeah. You heard kind of, of that quarterback, so, quarterback pressures and and you know blowing curries, up plays in the backfield yeah. and yeah yeah stuff like that. Yeah, so, yeah. so they I'm have two. Guy. Yeah, uh, I mean, again, what what are what are computers for? Porn, and and what players are play. and players play? Um, yeah. we that may need to be on a shirt or a pin. It could be or on something a, or a sticker. Make, when we make new merch, when we make up our new name and new logo and stuff like that, that one year after creating a a brand new logo for this one, uh, we'll we'll make up a shirt. 
Um, this was a trial run anyway. Um, so they have two edge rushers that wreak havoc statistically. Um, and they think they're just going to be in the IU backfield all day. They think Brendan Sorsby's a good guy. They, they, they like what they see, but they think he's just going to be uncomfortable all game. He's not going to be able to get into rhythm. And I use just not going to be able to score, um, which is hilarious because IU goes over in every single game. So, um, but that is, that is something we're going to have to watch. It's going to be a challenge for our tackles for sure. Um, we're going to have to chip with Archer. We're going to have to chip with Bomba. We're going to have to chip with Trey Walker. Um, we're going to have to keep a, a running back in the block. I'd love to get Henderson out Henderson. there in space with the ball. Yep. I'd love to get Holland out there in space with the ball, but they're yep. probably going to have to stay in and block because Ed rushers is literally all they have on defense. I'm trying to find where they are rushing defense in the country. I use 70th. We give up about 154 yards. So like right dead center in the middle. Um, with the schedule we play for, that's incredible. That they Dude, they're like top 50, I think. In rush defense. Because they've played nobody. Outside of Minnesota. Yeah, they're 49th at 141. So what, what, what 10 yards? And 10 yards separates 30 spots. You know let's, see how they, let's see how they did it did against Michigan. Let's see how they did against Michigan. I don't you, know. You're pulling it up? I am. I can pull it up. It's up to you. Dude, ESPN, by the way, your favorite stat, your little matchup predictor, your percentages. I know. 61%. Over 69 so they actually did hold Blake Corum and Donovan Edwards to very little as well. Yeah, but they still got smoked, didn't they? Just well, so like did, we did. So, so did we. So did let's we. see. Let's see what they did against Ohio State. Yeah, they they let Dallin Hayden run all over him. Yeah. Yeah. Seventy six yards from him, and how many total rushing yards did they give up? Um, I don't know. Well, Kyle McCord sucks because Kyle McCord sucks. Dude, people love Kyle McCord. I don't get, get it. it. Jinx. Get it either. Give me a shot. <laughs> what about Minnesota? What did Minnesota do to him? Not a whole. I mean, maybe they're half decent. Garrett Miller had a good game. Good. We're not going to be interested in running the ball anyway. Howland's going to get four or five yards of carry anyway. It doesn't oh matter. God, dude, Minnesota gave up three hundred fifty-three yards on the ground. <laughs> three hundred and. 53 yards both their running backs 8.1 and 9 yards per carry it's not bad did you imagine how is pj flex still there because they're seven and five i think right he's a clown he's there well they can't be seven and five because they what only played see? 11 games they're five and six five and six so they'll be bowl eligible somehow maybe um yeah they'll squeeze in or maybe they'll just be right outside who knows who cares about minnesota doesn't matter Okay, so that's enough about their defense. Let's move on. IU players to watch. Uh, who are you watching on offense? So since they have no corners, no they corners. got no safeties. No safeties. Donovan McCulley is going to go off for 150. In the first half again? Ten, nine catches for 153 yards. Two tutties. I legit think that was his first half stats against, against Illinois. Illinois. Yeah. That's who I'm watching because he is just so much fun to watch. I'm going to watch the other guy. I'm going to watch EJ. Yeah. I'm going to watch EJ Williams. I do think that 
Um, they're going to try to focus on stopping McCauley. Uh, but what they don't know is that there's a five-star wide receiver on the other side of the field um, in EJ Williams. That's starting to put it together. I mean, I'm telling you, I called the play when it happened. He had one catch very early on against Indiana State, got hit helmet directly to his hand out for a long time. People forgot about it, right? And then comes back on. He has one little slow game to kind of get back into it, and then boom, 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 boom. He's sneaking in. He's always the second-best receiver, second-best receiver, second-best receiver, right behind McCauley. Um, he's going to have a big game. He's, if they can't they can't guard two giants on the outside, there's just no way. Giant athletes. Um, I'd like to see – I'd like Howland, too. I think Howland was initially going to be my pick, uh, but just switched there at the end. But um, Trent Howland, I could see having a big game, too. So who are you watching on defense? Uh, I mean, for me – it's got to be in the secondary and it's got to be Phil Dunham. Um, he had some really good moments against Michigan state and he had some complete horrendous um, run-ins with, uh, with Michigan state. He, he, he let car or not, wasn't even car. It was the other guy, the wide receiver um, that bounced uh, off of him. Um, Montrez he, or something. Mon- yeah. Mon- yeah. 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 yeah okay. So Phil Dunham for me, he needs to have a bounce back game. We saw Aaron Casey have a bad game against Rutgers and then bounce back. So I need Phil Dunham to anchor down the back end. I'm going Andre Carter. We need an Andre Carter game. And I think this might be an Andre Carter game. Um, I think I can just see him just I, I I can I can just envision it right now. Him literally devouring Hudson Carr four or five times like Hudson Carr comes he sees him coming like this way and just does one of those things where he shrinks and kind of falls down at the same time while being sacked or eaten um yeah I'm gonna watch Andre Carter on this one cool uh let's wrap that part of the podcast up real quick and then we'll get on to randos and bets randos randos what do you got uh all right so for me um this is the first time I will have ever watched a IU Purdue football game with a Purdue fan. How should I behave? Like you would at my house. It's no different. It's Seth. He's not going to. Um, he might give a couple fist pumps. He's not going to over over the top like. Scream or whatever, but like you should 100%. You're in an IU house. He doesn't run that house. His wife does. Yeah, I mean, he literally had to ask her if I could come over. Yeah, I felt I felt like that was like someone asking their mom, and I was like eight. Yeah, um, he's not on here to defend himself. That's a little he's not, but it's true. Um, okay, cool. Um, how important is this game? I'm gonna name off people. How important is this game to Brendan Sorsby? Oh my goodness. I didn't think we were going to go here. Um, dude, I think there's a lot of underlying things here that could mean whether or not it is important or not. I think yes. because he's an absolute gamer, every single game is important to Brendan Sorsby. So massive, massive, massive. Up. I would say also everyone, when you go three and eight, you should be playing for your job. 
I think he can solidify him as his. He's the quarterback going into next year. You, you got to think if some things happen, and eh, he may not be guaranteed to be the starting quarterback. I think this game is massive for him. How big is this game for Rod Carey? Doesn't matter. Does agreed. Hundred percent doesn't matter. How important is this? We're two for two. So I think far. it's big. I think it's big for him personally because he is an IU guy. Once IU, we know like the rivalry part of it in him is big, but for his job, his career, no. How important is this game for Tom Allen? Um, too little, too late. Damage is done. Um, I do think, and I swear to God, if Seth says it in text or in voice one more time, I'm going to slam my head through my desk. Um, I do think today or that game needs to be a write off in the sunset. Bon um, voyage. Yes. Seth. Hey, listen, we are going to part ways, but you've just won the bucket. You do it however you want to do it. And we'll, we'll step back. But I do think that this is a, so to answer the question, it's big. I do think it's a big game for him. Do I think it's going to save his job? No, but is it a big game? Yes. I mean, it's a big game for me. It, we're fuck. We're effing. I didn't say it. We're effing three and eight. It doesn't matter. That's where I'm going. Huge, so we finally bro. differ. Um, I think if you ask Tom Allen, he'll give this game just important of every other game. This just not yeah, game. No, no, but deep down, deep down, personally, it's it's a huge game. That's a big so I, game. I think it's massive for Soresby. I think it's irrelevant for Kerry. I think it's same old, same old for Tom Allen. I just think of where think about you got to think of context because both those two people are IU people. Tom Allen an IU person, Rod Carey an IU person, right? One played, one grew up in it, right? When did he go? Uh, Tom Allen went to IU, right? Graduated. I don't think so. I'm pretty sure so. he did. Pretty sure. Let we'll to check. But either way, they're both IU people, right? So this game's big for all IU people, right? Whether you're in the program, outside the program, don't even pay attention all year. And say, oh, man, we're three and eight. That stinks. But hey, we're playing Purdue. I really care about this, right? Uh, it's, just it's a big stole, game. That you just stole my last one. Uh oh. How it's a big game in context? How important is it? I got three more people. Let me get through okay. this. Go ahead. How important is this for Scott Dolson? He doesn't care. Nope. And that's no, what is he wrong does care. With Hold on. He does care because it's a trophy game. That's the only reason he cares because he can put another trophy in his IU trophy case. His IU, his like his personal. I was an athletic director when we won the Oaken Bucket. I think he, I think he cares for the the cosmetic part of it, not so much about like the bragging rights or um, I got a subset question for mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Is, is there a hundred percent? Is there a hundred percent chance he knows when this game t- kicks <laughs> off? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think, I think he'll be there. I think he'll be there. Okay. How important is this game to you? You have Purdue friends. It's huge. It's huge because I, I this will be. I thought I was going to be watching it with you, and then the wife uh, drops that we are going to her family's um, thing on Saturday, 
And it's devastating. If I'm um, trying to think of Purdue, two of her three uncles are Purdue graduates. Um, her dad, Middle Tennessee State, her other uncle, Rose Holman. So uh, it's pretty big because I'm going to be around a decent amount of them. Um, but, but, but last time I watched the game at this house, this particular house, was our iced out game. Nate Sudfeld, yep. um, Divine Redding, total blowout game. Maybe we'll get the same thing. Yeah, you haven't lost while there. So no, I'm not gonna win. Last one, and I want you to answer this for me. How important is this game for me? Um I think it's pretty important. I mean, again, to rate it out of a, a one to ten. Um I think it's just I think it's just as important. Let's put it in a basketball context. So through the first, what, five games of the schedule for IU basketball. This is not as important as the UConn game was for you, but as important as the Louisville game was for you. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Like a seven and a half. I Maybe would say it is marginally important only because it keeps players here. I and do you can, think you've got all year after that, Brandon. All right. year. Because guess I what? I think it's so vitally They're not going important. To a bowl. I think it's so vitally important for these players that you and I, and I'm sure most of IU fans um want to stay in this program. I'm really worried if we go out there and get dolly whopped. I don't think we will. I do. I do. I think this is going to be. I think this is going to be an ESPN classic of three and eight teams. I think it's going to be a great game. Uh, well, it'll be a fun game to watch. Will it be should a we, great game of football? Probably not. Should we get into Brando's bets then? Yes. Let's, let me finish the point real quick. Okay. Winning this game, no matter what happens afterwards, it does actually, what happens afterwards is huge as well, but Winning this game makes it so easy the rest of the year because they're not going to a bowl. That's guaranteed. Win or lose. But if you win this game, you've got bragging rights until September, whatever, or August 2024. You're fine. You're right off into the sunset. You let whatever happens, happens. But you've won the game. You've got the bucket. Nobody can tell you anything else. Whatever, we're four and eight. Who cares? You're three and nine, you effing losers, and you don't have your bucket anymore. Ryan Walters loses the Tom Allen. That's when if if it like I that's my headline. Yes. Purdue's first year coach loses to lame duck coach. Yeah. And if he doesn't sorry, did I just say that? Did I just say that? that? Do we let Seth on the post game? If I, no, wins, no. I don't think we do either. No, 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 no. Because he's going to say this right off into the sunset thing again. Yeah, it was, it was, it was lose, lose for us. Yeah, it was, yeah. Let's do the bets. All right. So well, you guys already know this is an over game. It's an over game. Um, but for me, uh, I'm going to do it one more time. I've lost, or I've won. I've lost. 
plus 136. You bet IU Moneyline plus 136 because there is not there is no strength of Purdue's that we can't match with a strength. I agree. Do you have more? Other is going to do something. Other than other than potentially coaching, which is huge. But we all agree, Ryan Walter stinks. So there's no advantage. Um, so if you want to swing, swing IU money line. If you want a safe bet, a lock bet, something that'll get you through the rest of the day, take over 53 and a half. Gonna be a lot of points scored in this game. Like a lot of points scored in this game. Are you ready for? Oh, why can't I get a? Hold on, I got a. I got to piece it together as a parlay. Okay, do you have any more bets you want to talk about? That's it. That's it. Oh, you can't do this to me. Single get. All right, let me do it. I'm just. Well, I know we're not going to get touchdown props. We didn't get touchdown props last week. There's no way we're getting touchdown props this week. Okay, here's we do get touchdown props, but I can't put it together in a. Maybe you have to compute it for me. Okay. Okay. Because I can't put it together in a single game parlay, but this is what I'm going to put together real quick. If you take the IU money line plus one one thirty six. Yes. Brendan Soresby over one and a half touchdowns. Plus one ten. And then give me receiving yards. I said EJ Williams. Give me over 41 and a half. That's minus 115. And rushing yards from Soresby. And I'll explain this why. Give me over 30 and a half rushing yards from Soresby. Minus 125. So you're probably sitting around. Seven, plus eight five, what's that? Seven, eight hundred. Seven, eight. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Dude. Purdue, I watched a little bit of that Syracuse game. That was probably the only little bit of Purdue that I watched. They get torched by rushing quarterbacks, by mobile rushing quarterbacks. They get torched. The Wombat would have had 300 yards rushing against Purdue this year. I'm just saying, watch out for that. We didn't talk about that. Um, Those are my bets. If you want to go through it again, EJ... Over 41 and a half. Soresby over one and a half throwing touchdowns. IU money line. Soresby over 30 and a half yards rushing. Sprinkle in the over in that too. Well, you can throw the over in too. Yeah. I mean, if you're getting over 41 and a half receiving from EJ and over 30 yards rushing from Soresby, you're you're putting up some points. So okay, let's get into predictions and then we'll be done. Um Seth w- went way out on a limb. Way out. His original, his original um, prediction. By the way, all three of us preseason took this as a loss, thinking that Purdue was going to be really good, or at least halfway decent. They're not. So Seth had this originally as Purdue winning twenty-one to twenty. He has since changed in his seventy-six text rant that he sent earlier today with his new updated prediction of Purdue winning twenty-two to twenty-one. He literally added a point to each one of the the teams, and that was what he got. So, Brandon, original prediction, Purdue, 22, Indiana, 18. What's the new prediction? Well, 
since we don't have a kicker, sadly, I had to watch Chucky Campbell just knock in Tennessee field mm-hmm. goals all game last week, which wasn't enough against Georgia. We're not doing we're not walking off with a field goal. We're walking off with a touchdown. 31 27. Purdue gets a Hail Mary from like the 38 yard line. Gets batted down by Donovan McCulley. Mm. You have Donovan McCulley playing in the end zone. He knocks it. it down. He did it for against the Wisconsin. win. Exactly. Yeah. That is how the game is going to win. And 31 27. 58 total points. IU wins. And it's not because of Tom Allen. And it's not because of Macarary. And it's not because of Rod Carey. It's because Brendan Soresby just drags his you know what all over West Lafayette. I am fully on the Brendan Soresby train. Dude's a stud. Cannot wait for three more years of him while the Boilermakers are stuck with three more years of Hudson Card. Yeah. Not so fast, my friend. I do think we kick some field goals. I do think it's a decent bounce-back game for Mr. Freeman. Original prediction for me, IU losing 22-24. to 24. I think we win this game. I yes. think we win this game... 34 31 lots of points walk off maybe this, so maybe many this points goes to ot maybe it goes to ot 34 31 we got to have at least one field goal so they kick the field goal and we score a touchdown that's you know how what you maybe we don't kick win. a field goal you know what i take it back 28 28 going into half <clears throat> into overtime they kick a field goal we walk off with a touchdown there we go. Peyton Ramsey 2019 style. Except this time it's Brendan Soresby sneaking it in. There it is. IU wins. There we go. All right. Final statements. I don't have any. Brandon, you got anything? Final statement, guys. Thank you so much for staying with us all season. Um, it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy to talk about it. It wasn't near easy to read about it. Um, honestly, we do this stuff. Half of it for our own sanity, half of it for you guys. Um, this is the last preview podcast of the year. It will only be Sunday podcast, Sunday or Monday podcast for the rest of the year. Um, thank you for another season, and uh, we'll talk to you all next time. Yeah, I I, uh, I repeat what he said for sure. I will retweet that, as they say. As the kids say, right? I don't know what they do anymore. I have no idea. Uh, yeah, super appreciate it. Um, we will have more and more as we have throughout the years. It's been years now, so three years officially um, since we've been doing it. So we'll continue to add to it and continue to hopefully add to you guys listening and um, the other fun stuff we get to do. So, yeah, be sure to uh, check out our pod on Twitter, Instagram at podcast leo especially this weekend i think it'll be pretty hot on the twitter uh, be sure to follow our partner at big banter sports for all the latest updates on everything involving the big 10 um 
all the other podcasts as well as Brandon's podcast that he did with Boiler Express. Nailed it. it is. Um, I don't know what their handle is. Probably at Boiler Express, but you can just search it. Um, and there's a bunch of other stuff. As I said it last time, I think they, they put out weird power rankings, which are fun. Um, you know, composite top 25s and Big Ten power rankings as well. So be sure to download, rate, review, and follow on all of our platforms and uh, join us on Sunday or Monday, depending when we decide we want to do it. Um, when we recap, I use Bucket Win and uh, we send off uh, the season and, and maybe other things into the sunset. So... Until then, we will uh, we'll, we'll just say MIFA. MIFA. Also, I told them make Indiana football fun again, and they're and and they're in. They're in. They're in. All right. Fits with other stuff. Whatever. Doesn't matter. See you later. Bye.